This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode. If you are new here or this is one of your first times listening to the podcast, welcome besties. We're so excited to have you as part of the collective. Please make sure that you go on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast and you rate it, you leave a positive review, five stars hopefully, hopefully you love it, but please do this because I know it sounds so stupid and I know it sounds so lame and trivial, but it really does help this podcast out so, so much and lately I've been seeing a lot of the girlies posting kind of their podcast recommendations for 2024 and they've included WTTC in it and I just want to say thank you because I know that it seems like something that's just so lame and whatever and you don't really think about it but including this podcast in your recommendations for other people and talking highly about this podcast and about the community we've built and the girls and all of this stuff it helps so much and it also helps so many of the girlies out there who feel alone and kind of want this support system find the podcast and find the girls, find the group chat, all of that. So I love you guys and thank you so much for doing that. It seriously, it means the world to me. I honestly feel like one of the best things about this podcast, obviously I'm biased because I fucking own it. So obviously I'm going to think that it's one of the best things ever. But one of the things that I love about this podcast is I feel like we're really realistic and we're very real. Being a student and also owning a business and kind of doing social media on the side, I don't really even know if you would call it me doing social media. I don't know, but I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on reality and a pretty good grasp on how to actually work through things step by step. And I feel like this podcast is just a great place to kind of reach those goals and know that you can accomplish so many different things in life and you can literally do anything you set your mind to, but also be realistic about the struggles we face and the hardships we go through because not all of us are going to have billions of dollars to be able to start any company that you want to start. And not all of us are going to be able to live in these massive, massive apartments. And so it's just a great place to kind of come back to remind yourself like you are that fucking girl and you have so much capability and so much passion and drive and work ethic that you can put behind things so that you can achieve what you want to achieve. But also we're going to be fucking realistic with certain things and we're going to know that sometimes we just have to work a little bit harder and sometimes we just have to really buckle down and get shit done. Basically, that was just my long-winded way of saying thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. 
the past year, two years, however long you've been here, we have grown so much just in the last year and I want us to grow so much more. I literally want the WTTC girlies to like take over the world and I want everyone to know that we are a part of our collective and so it really just means a lot when you guys post about the podcast, share it in your top recommendations, post TikToks about it, send it to friends, share it on stories, send it to family, whatever it is. It seriously, like, I can't even thank you guys enough. It really means the absolute world to me and it also means the world to me that you guys listen to my fucking voice every week and that you guys even take some of my advice because sometimes I feel like no one should be taking my advice but the fact that you guys love it just means so much. Okay, this week's episode, we're doing basically a collective episode. I'm going to title it Ask Brie because some of the girlies are new and they don't fully understand what a collective episode is. But basically, it's an episode for you guys, by you guys. It's an episode where you can ask questions, we can give life updates, and it's just a wholesome girls vibe type of podcast episode. So just imagine we're sitting down, we're having our glass of wine, and we're just having some girl talk. These episodes are super organic and authentic and I don't pre-think about my responses to the questions because I want it to just be so fucking natural and just literally, like I said, just a convo between the besties. And so basically, I'm just going to answer some of your guys' questions in today's episode and I'm so excited because we haven't done it for a while. So let's see what you guys want to know. Okay, we're starting off with a heavy hitter. But the question says, how to implement body positivity into your everyday life? And babe, if I fucking knew, I wish I could sit here and I could tell you that every day I wake up and I feel so good about my body. Every single day I wake up and even if I'm having a bad body day that I turn it around instantly and I appreciate my body for all that it is and I love my body 24-7 that's not realistic. That's not realistic. I have days where I am so shitty about the way that I look, about the way I talk to myself, the way I think about myself. And a lot of the time, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially when we're trying to basically get into this whole wellness and body positivity and body confidence kind of era of our life. We feel like every single day we have to be that person. Otherwise, we're not really doing well at it. Otherwise, we literally feel like we're failing. But we have to recognize like that's just part of being a human. We're going to have days that are better than others. We're going to have days where we feel better in our bodies, especially as girls. Our bodies fluctuate so, so much. Like realistically, we probably have one good week out of the month and a week is really generous. Sometimes it's literally just a few days and our bodies can change so easily. So I think trying to implement this body positivity, I honestly would say just doing some affirmations, and just recognizing that your body is not who you are as a human being. And I know that that's easier said than done because, of course, we want to look good. Of course, we want to feel good in our bodies. Of course, we want to feel like we're hot as shit. Like, of course, we want that. And so, days where we feel like we're not, it can be really mentally taxing. But I honestly would just say to, one, 
do some affirmations every day, try and remind yourself of who the fuck you are and that your value does not come from your body at all. But also, I would say that to have good body positivity into your everyday life, sometimes you need to have those days where you just feel shitty and you just need to let yourself feel it because once you can feel it and you can kind of embrace it, you'll be able to work through it a lot easier and you'll be able to move on. When we feel feelings of kind of a depressed state or anxiety or something negative towards ourselves, if we try and just push it off and we try and just pretend like it's not happening, it's going to be a lot harder for us to work through it because basically we're telling ourselves it's not real. And I think it's really important for us to recognize that that's normal. It's normal to have days that we're not feeling the best, but working through it is such an important skill to learn because we're going to go through so many days in our lives where we're just not feeling good about ourselves. And being able to work through it, find healthy coping mechanisms, maybe you get some movement in, you go to the gym, maybe you drink a lot of water, maybe you literally curl up in your bed and you watch TV all day and you just have a full mental health day. But those are ways that we can just kind of embrace that things aren't always going to work the way we want them to. And having those coping mechanisms that are beneficial and healthy for us and being able to work through that is super helpful and important. Okay, but back to the whole point of this question (laughs) before I went on my fucking tangent, but how to implement body positivity into your day-to-day. So, like I said, it's not going to happen every single day, but affirmations are really good. Finding outfits and finding clothes that make you feel confident is super important. One of the things, I talk about this all the time on this podcast, and at this point, it's definitely just second nature to all of you because you know this, but the way that you feel in your clothes is actually really important. And so if you have a whole bunch of clothes in your closet from high school or from undergrad and you're like, why aren't these fitting anymore? Literally just get rid of them. Get rid of them, buy new clothes, buy clothes that make you feel so fucking good. And this is something that I used to really struggle with. I obviously, as I've gotten older, my body has changed and that's normal. I'm not going to be the same person and the same size I was when I was 16. Definitely not going to be the same size I was when I was 12. And so, when I tried on a pair of jeans that are literally from undergrad, and I was like, why don't these fit me anymore? And I started to get really down on myself. I started to feel so shitty about myself. I basically had to remind, remind myself, like, I'm a different person. I'm a different person than I was when I was 20 or 21 or 22. I have different lifestyle habits, one of which is way healthier than they were when I was an undergrad. I'm a completely different human being. So naturally, I should get some new clothes to represent that. And so I basically did a massive closet clean out. I got rid of all the clothes that don't fit and I bought new ones that make me feel really fucking good. And that's something that you want to make sure that you're doing. So this might just be a me thing, but I feel like clothes hold memories. And so shedding those clothes can kind of be like a form of therapy, a form of shedding that past. And 
kind of coming into your own as this new person that you are right now. And so if you find like you wake up every day and you're going to put clothes on and maybe they're not fitting the way that you would want them to fit, maybe they're making you uncomfortable, maybe they have bad memories associated, get rid of them. Donate them, sell them, do whatever you have to do and buy yourself a fresh new pair of jeans, buy yourself a new t-shirt, buy yourself whatever you need to do to basically bring in that newness and bring in that fresh start. Okay, second question is how do you indeed mentally and emotionally prepare for the holidays with family? So before getting into this question, let me tell the girlies a little something, but Dean and I are doing a joint Christmas this year for the first time ever. So basically my whole family and Dean's whole family are spending Christmas Eve and Christmas Day together. So Christmas Eve, Dean's family, so his mom, dad, brother, and grandma are coming over to my family's house to have Christmas Eve dinner. Then Christmas Day, my family is going over to Dean's house to have Christmas Day dinner with them. And so it's kind of a big step. Obviously, Dean and I have been together for a really long time, but we've never done a conjoint family dinner. We've always just kind of gone to each other's family's events. So actually merging the full families is going to be very interesting this year. But so my Nana is literally my best friend. She's my favorite person ever, but she's very aggressive. She's very prestigious. She wears fur coats and fur hats all the time. She's just very in her own world most of the time. She's 91 years old. She acts like she's 50 and she's just she's a lot. She's a lot of a human being. And so Dean's grandma is 80 from small town Manitoba. She's very sweet and quiet. And so I'm just very interested to kind of see like how the grandmas connect. And I'm like a little nervous that my Nana's going to be a menace to her. So we'll see. I'm going to keep the girlies in the group chat posted about this whole thing, but it's kind of a big deal. Like, I think this is a big deal that we're like combining them. I've never done that with a boy's family before. So I guess we'll see how this goes and we'll see if this is going to be a thing or if we're going to just stick to our separate Christmas. But going back to this question, so how do we mentally and emotionally prepare? Because I know that the holidays can be very tough. My family, my extended family, a lot of the time they trigger me and that's something that I know and I love them very much, but I just know that sometimes I'm just going to feel kind of shitty. And to kind of mentally and emotionally prepare for the holidays, Dean and I, we are basically each other's safe space. Like we're just very lucky that we are so in love with each other that whenever one of us is kind of spiraling a little bit or quote unquote feeling unsafe, I guess, with kind of the holidays and family and all of that, like we go to each other and each other's kind of our comfort zone. And literally the other day I had to call Dean. He's still in Toronto, but I had to FaceTime him and I was like, I'm so fucking triggered by these people. I need you to kind of calm me down. And luckily he's that person for me. So basically to mentally and emotionally prepare for the holidays with our family, we just, 
are kind of realistic. We know our families. We know kind of what is going to happen. We kind of are mentally prepared for just what could come about because obviously we've been with them our whole lives. So we do know people's tendencies and we do know kind of like how people will act in certain situations. And so we're just cognizant of it ahead of time. And then if it actually comes to fruition or if something kind of happens and we just need a little break, luckily we can find that comfort in each other. But if you don't have someone, I would say to just find a safe space. Sometimes if you're having holidays and you just need to take a 30-minute bathroom break and go sit in the bathroom and just like regroup, do it. If you need to go sit up in your bedroom for an hour, do it. Holidays are really tough. Being with family, as much as we love them, it can be a lot. And so making sure that you're really prioritizing your own mental health and your even emotional health, it can be so emotionally draining. Just take that time to regroup. And also, I find that you really have to be so aware of who you are and so confident in yourself, especially in those moments. I've literally found that I feel really shitty about myself a lot of the time when I'm with my family, to be honest. Like, in big groups, big things, my family's done a lot of shit in life. Like, my family is, like, really successful. And I always feel like I can't measure up. I always feel like no matter what I do, it's just not enough. And I feel like I'm literally trying so hard, but I'm just never going to reach these goals that kind of the family has as a whole. And so I basically every holiday season have to remind myself of who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to accomplish, and everything that I have accomplished. Because when I go into these settings, I know that I'm going to feel shitty. I know that I'm going to feel like I'm not good enough and I'm not doing enough. And I basically have to come back to myself and be like, no, but you are. You are. This is just kind of the situation. This is just the environment right now. But just be aware that you are doing everything that you need to do and you are going to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish. I hope that kind of answered your question, but also for any of the girlies, if you are having a tough time over the holidays, send me a message. Either join the group chat and send me a direct message, send me a message on Insta, send a message even just in the girls group chat because the girlies got your back. Just know that you're not alone, especially during the holidays. And so please feel free to reach out because like I said, the girlies got you. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, this next question is a little bit more fun, lightening the mood, bringing us back. So it says, what do you ever think about doing a pop-up shop in the U.S.? So for any of the girlies who don't know, I do own a clothing brand called Healthridge Collective and... The answer is yes. The answer is I would absolutely love to. We just would need to figure out the legality of it because we are a Canadian business. And so once I figure that whole thing out, I would absolutely love to come do a pop-up shop in the U.S. We just had one in Edmonton and it was so sweet. We had a lineup before we even opened the doors and that makes me so excited. I think the next one we'll do will probably be in Toronto because... Toronto, it's just pop-ups are a very big Toronto thing. Edmonton, it's not really that common for people to do pop-ups. It's not really the norm. And so I feel like it was a little weird for people. They probably just like weren't really sure what this even entails. But in Toronto, that's probably our next one, maybe Vancouver. And then I would absolutely love to come and do one in the U.S. So if you have any U.S. recommendations on where I should do it, let me know. Okay, next says, what is the best drink to have during a cold winter season? Ooh, this is a good one. I don't know if you're talking about alcoholic or normal, so we're going to do both. Personally, my holiday drink of choice, to be fair, probably my drink of choice all year round, but I fucking love an espresso martini and the girlies know this. The girlies know if it's a glass of wine, an Aperol spritz, or an espresso martini, I will be partaking. But so for the holiday season, I really love an espresso martini and I know that they're not warm, but I just 
love, 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 love an espresso martini. And actually, one of the pod girlies sent me a frozen espresso martini recipe. And I feel like we should all have a big FaceTime and we should all try and make these and see how they turn out. I also love in the holiday season some hot chocolate, a classic, a go-to, a staple, or if those aren't your vibe, hot apple cider, so good. It is so delicious. I don't know why. I mean, it's literally warm apple juice, but it is so, so good. I also really like mulled wine, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically hot wine, and it's it's delicious. I had it for the first time in Chicago two years ago when my family and I went there to visit some family friends for American Thanksgiving, and we went to a holiday market, and they literally had mulled wine, and it was one of the best things in the cold. Like, it just, it warms you up from the inside out. It was so, so good. I'm also a really big tea girl in the winter. I get really cold. I naturally just run cold. And so the wintertime, especially in Alberta, is freezing. And so having tea kind of on hand and just continuously drinking warm fluids is one of my favorite things because it helps me to stay warm and at a normal body temp. Although these drinks are kind of normal. They're not super fancy. They're not super out there. Something I've been doing so far during this holiday season to kind of just up the ante a little bit, and I know every single person's been doing this, but it's actually just really cute and really fun, is putting bows on all my cups. And so if I have tea, I'll put a little bow on the handle. If I make an espresso martini, I'll put it on the base. When I have a glass of wine, I'll put it on the little stem and those kind of things to just make it a little bit more fun. I want to really try different espresso martini recipes during the holidays. And I want to try like a peppermint espresso martini and put a little candy cane in it. I want to try just some sort of holiday beverage, some sort of holiday drink. So if any of you girlies have any holiday drink recipes that you're in love with or that you want to try, please, I'm begging you, send them my way so that I can try them. And then we can talk about it and we can see if we like them and what our vibe is. But this weekend, I'm actually having one of my best friends from Pittsburgh is coming into town. So my brother and I are hosting a pregame at our house and then we're all going to go out and have fun. But I wanted to make really cute holiday drinks for everyone. So if you are listening to this when this episode comes out on Wednesday, please send me any recipe that you think a whole bunch of people would love because I really want to try it out. Okay, moving on. Next question says, how do you decide on what to get your significant other for Christmas? This is a great one because shopping for boys can be literal hell and shopping for girls can be literal hell as well. Literally, unless someone tells me specifically what they want, it can be really tough for me to try and think of something. And luckily, Dean and I don't really do holiday gifts, especially now that we live together and our incomes are pretty much combined. We don't really feel like we want to do gifts this year. And so I literally even said to him, living with me is gift enough. You're welcome for that. But 
trying to get a significant other a gift can be so tough. So what I would recommend is really pay attention to what they're kind of talking about and hinting at maybe like a month or two before, really knowing kind of what their vibe is. I know that for Dean, it's so easy for me to buy him shoes. It's so easy for me to buy him clothes because he really values my opinion on what clothes he should wear. We're also casually trying to upgrade and elevate his style a little bit. So buying him clothes is kind of like the best way to do it because then it's like a sweet little gift. But I'm also trying to kind of you know, add a little flair to his style. So clothes, always a go-to. I also personally think that sentimental gifts are one of the sweetest and kindest gifts that you can give your significant other. So maybe you make a scrapbook. I, for one of my ex-boyfriends for Christmas, I literally got a cartoon book made and it was basically of us and our story and how we started dating and all of that. So that could be an idea. If you don't want to spend a ton of money, but you still want to do something very sentimental, you could do the envelopes of open one. You could do little coupons. You could schedule some sort of dinner date and you make it at home for them. There's so many different things that you can do. And I am a really big acts of service girl. That's just one of my love languages that's so prominent. So, having someone do something that is really thoughtful and sentimental is literally my favorite gift. So I think if you don't want to spend a ton of money on necessarily a physical item for them, you could think about what is their biggest love languages and then schedule something and plan something and give them some sort of gift surrounding that. If their biggest love language is quality time, you could literally tell them that for a whole Saturday, you have the whole day planned and you are going to go to a Christmas market. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to plan dinner. And then you could give them a small little gift if you want, but basically just tailoring the gift to their love language, they're going to love it. They're going to appreciate it so much and they're going to literally be obsessed with it. Okay, moving on. Next question says, what was your most memorable experience when starting HC? That is a great question. So, this isn't necessarily when I first, first started, but Our second collection ever is called The Collective Set. We've restocked it three times. It's the one that went into Vogue. It's literally our most viral set. It's a set that everyone loves. Everyone knows. You look at it and you just know it's HC. But this set has been the set from hell from the very beginning. This set has made me cry so many times. And I don't know why... Every single time we order this set, something goes wrong, but that's literally how it's been for the past three years. And so when we first ordered it, like three years ago, they messed up. They messed up the embroidery. They messed up all these different things with it. I think there was like five errors on it. And so the production got delayed by around two months. And because I was just starting out and I didn't really know what I was doing. I basically thought 
they were going to be delivered on a certain day. So I still launched the collection online and I had people buy and I had to basically email everyone and say, I'm so sorry, it's going to be two months later. Please let me know if you want me to refund you the money. Luckily, everyone was really sweet, especially because it was just starting out and I didn't know what I was doing, but it was the set from hell. It still is. And even right now, people have asked if we're going to restock it. And I literally keep saying no, because I don't think I can mentally go through another relaunch of this because it was so chaotic. But that was probably one of my most memorable experiences when starting HC, because it literally was almost like the rug got pulled out from under me. I thought it was all set. I already had people ordering. It was doing so well. And then manufacturing things happened. I was staying up till around three in the morning trying to figure things out. We literally had to call the manufacturers. Like I had to find their contact info to call them and be like, what is going on? It was such a chaotic mess and I was so stressed out for the entire two months that I was just waiting for these orders to come in and so that was definitely a massive learning curve and it was definitely something that I hope will never happen again but I'm sure it will because that's just the way this business goes. Okay, next question says, do you think you and Dean will stay in Toronto? If not, where do you think you'll move to? Honestly, Right now in our lives, being in our, I want to say, I was going to say early 20s, but we're almost in our fucking late 20s. Technically, Dean is. Oh my God, how scary. But basically, right now where we are in life, I think Toronto is kind of the best place for us. I absolutely love the hustle of it. I think it's great to kind of just kick my ass into gear and have me really just do a lot of things. It really forces me to kind of just do it all. And that's something that I really love and something that I really need. But for later on in life and when we have kids and we want a house and all of that, I think we're going to move to kind of the suburbs. I'm thinking Mississauga, Etobicoke, like something a little bit out of the city. And that way we can raise a family there. That way we can basically raise them how we were raised in our kind of suburban city town kind of idea. And I feel like that's probably going to be kind of the trajectory we go on. But who's to say we're not going to move across the world? I have no idea. I'm currently attempting to get Croatian citizenship. That's a whole situation that I'll explain to the girlies later on in a different episode. But if I end up getting that, then who's to say Dean and I won't move to Europe? Honestly, I think Dean and I would thrive in Europe. I think Europe is where we are meant to be. I think we would be so fucking cool. It would be so fun and we would just be so happy. One of the things that I have realized about Toronto is that it's very who knows who and it's very almost, I want to say prestigious, but it's just everyone wants to be someone. And although that's so great, I found that when I was in Toronto and I literally said this to Dean and to my mom maybe a month ago, that I was starting to get very hyper fixated on 
my brand as a person. Like I was starting to get really stressed out about how many fucking Instagram followers I had. I was literally feeling so shitty about myself because I wasn't getting invited to certain events that other girls were getting invited to. I was losing losing Instagram followers and I felt like I was a shitty person. And I basically had to sit back for a second and be like, why the fuck is this what I care about? Like, this should not be my main priority and my main concern. And so I was really excited to actually come home to Edmonton for this month of December to basically just regroup and to be in a slower paced environment where no one gives two shits how many followers you have on Insta. No one cares. No one's asking you about it. There's no brand events happening in Edmonton. So no one cares if you're not invited. Like, just really focusing on what actually matters. And that way, when I do go back to Toronto, I can kind of go in with a different head space and a different mindset and just really focus on what's important to me. And that's school, that's HC, that's my family, that's this podcast, it's the girlies and not who follows who on Instagram. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love going to brand events, I love getting PR, I'm so thankful that people even want to send me stuff because 90% of the time, I'm like, who do they think I'm influencing? Like, no one gives two shits what I'm posting about, and I'm so thankful that they invite me places and they send me things, and it's really fun and exciting, but I basically have to remind myself, like, it's not the end-all be-all. I have so much more that is meaningful in my life and so much more that I need to focus on. And so I felt like I was almost getting very consumed by it when I was in Toronto and I was getting really down on myself if I wouldn't get invited to some brand event or I wasn't getting certain PR that other people were getting. And I was literally just comparing myself so much. And I really am happy that I'm back home in Edmonton with my family and just not really on social media right now and just focusing on the things that actually matter and focusing on the things that actually do make me happy. Okay, next question is, what is the most common accessory for the cold weather? Great question, girly. So, I would say that one of my favorite accessories for winter depending where you live, because the levels of cold are very different, but this is from an Alberta, Canada type of girl. So, I would say chunky scarves. I love a big oversized scarf. I've always loved scarves. I used to be a really big circle scarf girl back in junior high when those were trendy, but if you live in America and you can shop from Naked, which is N-A-K-D, they have the cutest, chunkiest scarves and I'm obsessed with them. Do they ship to Canada? No. So I'm like going through an emotional turmoil. But for my Canadian girlies, we have Aritzia, Oakenfort, even the Bay, just a really big rectangle type of scarf that you can wrap around in different ways and just keep your neck warm. One, it's stylish and it's cute, but two, it does actually help to keep you warm. Another thing I would say is to get a winter coat that is cool. Get a winter coat that you love and that makes you feel cool. You can get one of the long 
puffer jacket ones. You can get a cute trench coat. Just something that you know that you can wear all the time. Also make sure it's pretty versatile. So a black one or a brown one or a white one or a gray. Something that you know you can kind of pair with every outfit and that you can really get a lot of use out of because a lot of the time I feel like when we think winter and we think cold, we think we have to get a really ugly but warm winter jacket. Luckily, a lot of places are actually making really cute ones that are still very warm. So get a cute scarf, get a cute winter jacket, get some gloves, and you're basically set. Okay, one of the questions was, what are some ways I can reconnect with myself even while casually dating? Great question. One, I would say take yourself on a date. Take yourself on a date and spend some time with yourself. I find that when you're casually dating or you're dating people, at least for me, when I was going through that, I sometimes would almost lose sight of who I am and what I value and what I want in a person because I became so hyper fixated on the idea of just having someone. Hence why I dated so many shitty boys in my life, basically because I was just so fixated on wanting to be in a relationship and wanting to have someone there that I tried to almost compromise my morals, compromise my values, compromise who I am as an actual human being to basically make it work and to make it fit. So I think trying to reconnect with yourself while you're casually dating is literally so crucial and so important. So like I said, one, take yourself on a date. Take yourself to a coffee shop. Take yourself to a workout class. Take yourself on a walk. Take yourself wherever you want to go and spend time with yourself. Get to know yourself. Get to know who it is that you even want to date. What characteristics you want in a person. What characteristics will align with you. What characteristics you have and what tendencies you have when you're in a relationship and what you can do better or what you want to change or what you want to make sure stays when you're in a relationship. I have found that one of the best ways to basically reconnect with yourself is to literally talk to yourself. So you can either do this through journaling, you can use journal prompts, or you can just freehand it and write whatever you want. I don't love journaling lately. I just feel like it's kind of just takes up a lot of my time and I don't really love that. So instead, I just talk out loud to myself. I will literally be driving and I'll think to myself, okay, who am I? What do I like? What do I not like? And I will literally talk with myself like I'm just having a convo with a friend. If I'm getting ready, I will have a convo with myself and just really getting to know what it is that I want in life, who I want in life, who I want in my life, what desires I have, and just really getting to know myself. It's really important to take the time to get to know yourself again. You're basically getting to know someone all over again because there are so many different versions of you throughout your life. If you were to think about the person you were 10 years ago and what they wanted, what their desires were, 
probably doesn't even relate to who you are now, especially when you're casually dating and you're seeing people. The person that I wanted to date 10 years ago is definitely not the person I'm dating now because 10 years ago, the person I wanted to date, I wanted them to be basically a basketball player. I wanted them to have no responsibilities. I wanted them to just be fun and let loose and basically a fuck boy. Whereas now I'm in the phase of my life where that literally would make me throw up. One of the things that I have heard lately about a great way to basically become back in tune with yourself is to get in a state of basically flow, to get in just a very calm flow type of state. And the way that you can do that is by doing something creative. So you can sit down, you can color, you can draw, you can knit, you can work on something that just really sparks that creativity in yourself and just let things start to come up, let things start to flow and just take it for what it is and get to know yourself a little bit better. I honestly do think though that the best way to reconnect with yourself, like I mentioned at the beginning, is to spend time with yourself. And when you're spending that time with yourself, be intentional. Like I said, take yourself on a date. But when you're on this date by yourself, maybe you're not on your phone on TikTok. Maybe you are grabbing a coffee and you're going for a walk and you're just enjoying the fresh air. You're not even listening to music. You're not listening to a podcast. You're just with yourself and with your thoughts. Maybe you go to a yoga class by yourself and you just really are present in that moment and you are working through those emotions, those thoughts, those feelings that you have that come up. Being intentionally present with yourself is going to help you get to know who it is that you actually are. And this can be very scary. This can be a very scary thing to do. During the pandemic, when I had so much free time and I was basically just sitting with myself and my thoughts, that's when all of my shit started to come up. That's when all these different things started to kind of boil up. And that's basically what led to this podcast even fucking starting because I needed somewhere to talk it out. But that's when I became super hyper aware of my eating habits and how unhealthy it really was. I became more aware of my toxic relationships and my toxic tendencies in those relationships. I became more aware of the way that my family has impacted me and the way that I view certain things because of my upbringing. And just spending that time with myself with no outside distractions really, one, it sucked because it brought up all these feelings that I've been trying to suppress and trying to use distractions to kind of reduce, but it also forced me to work through them. And I wouldn't be the person I am right now if I didn't take that time to work through those. I wouldn't have found the person I'm going to marry if I didn't take time to think about why I was in all these toxic relationships and why I was going for people that weren't good and why I was basically kind of a menace in my own relationships. And so working through that and spending that time with yourself, number one tip, even when you're casually dating. But those are all the questions that I'm going to answer in today's episode. If you guys love these types of 
episodes and these types of Q&As. Let me know because I would love to do them more frequently. If you have questions that you are dying to ask, then you're always more than welcome to send them into the collective episode write in form. And when I do another one of these episodes, I always go back to those and I answer some of the questions that I haven't answered yet. So you're always more than welcome to submit at any point. If you need the link, let me know. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Join the group chat, share this as a TikTok. Put the podcast in your top recommended and I love you guys. I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.